On this episode of Movies Ruin My Life, Brent tells us how he really feels about the newest in the Alien franchise, Alien Covenant. Occasionally other people talk as well. to go with it so that's paula hello that's brent i am still here i'm brandon and i'm choking to death <laughs> so i'll be running this episode of movies <laughs> <in> my life. <laughs> yes <laughs> no actually uh take a sip go on edit it out later i think we're good all right i, I don't know the lines yep. really and uh <laughs> it's fine you just say remember this is just the beginning of the conversation at the end give a bunch of websites it's all the same <laughs> abdul and devin already went through with this in the uh, ghost in the shell intro there you go. All right. Um, In any case. And we're here talking about <laughs> blockbuster Alien Covenant. Uh, uh, In theaters now. Uh, box office dropped off 80% after the first weekend, <laughs> apparently, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That movie changed my life. Uh, that doesn't mean good. Enough <laughs> for the better. Um, this, this is actually a movie that almost ruined my life. Mm. I'm an Alien fan. I've played all like the video games i've seen all the movies and there's the comics and stuff and i'm not like a completionist but man like i think it's pretty cool um i've heard a lot of arguments for you know why it's special and and you know on like a a writing and a filmmaking and a cerebral level and um i i was an apologist for stuff like avp and and prometheus and resurrection and even alien 3 i mean like you you know you can find redeeming qualities there there's so much potential in it these are interesting things that realize different parts of this universe we gotta unpack i know that's what i mean i know we're gonna get to this but i mean really what it comes down to these are all really cool like points in this universe and and they they leave so much to the imagination which is why it works as being so intense and scary and then prometheus starts to tell us a bit more but at least they're kind of vague about it and it's just like you know and then and then covenant comes along and it's like here's two hours of fucking robot exposition and by the way there's no mystery to it this is just what's happening this is why it happened and uh, I hope you enjoyed. And I literally, I, I was saying the only movie, I was saying this before, the only movie I've ever considered walking out of was Fear.com. And if you've seen that movie, you know how absolute garbage it is. And I stuck it out. And within the first hour of Covenant last night in IMAX, I almost walked out of the theater because I was like angry. Because it was just like, what the fuck is going on here? You're shaking right now. I know. <laughs> partially so on purpose, partially uncontrollably. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think we can get to why. I mean, you know, where do we go from here? You know, like what, where do, what do we focus on? Because I'm, I'm blind with rage. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I did not have any feelings about this film. I was hoping that this panel would open my eyes because... I've got some. I much stuff like for you, you, and I do want to unpack this a little bit, if that's all right with oh, you. Yeah. I am now an AVP apologist, except for the second one, like Rainbow Sun Franks. No, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, but at least there was like blood and guts, and it was kind but, of like the, those elements are what it should have been in the first one. That but was the sporting PG-13 goods, but the sporting goods store and the rooftop battle were awful, awful set pieces and should never have ever happened. Go I on. don't disagree with you. All I'm saying is that they're they're films that are the one the sum of their parts and two they're made for a specific audience yeah, which at least for example requiem facilitated an audience that wanted to see oh, a yeah. lot of blood and guts and, and, gore and, and so they, forth. They, whereas they, it you know avp did not 
but they, you know, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. They're larks. They're fun movies. Yeah. I get it. They're side stories. Yeah. That's fine. That's why I can let them exist. Mm-hmm. And also, they don't try to fill out the mythos other than, hey, these aliens met these aliens before. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, they also rewrite a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to get into an argument with you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, they're fun. Yeah. And that's the gist of it. It's not three canon and four, like this. Three and four um, are, for me, like you said, they're they're good sci-fi films if you're not comparing them to one and two. Absolutely. Like, that's the problem. Like, if you look at Alien, it's a horror classic. Mm-hmm. If you look at Aliens, it's an action classic, sci-fi action classic. Like well-established perspective on it, right? And that's the thing. And then you look at, like, you've got Fincher and Whedon mm-hmm. experimenting with stuff when they were young in their career. And you can see a lot of, like, what came and out you later. you see a lot of studio interference in those films. <laughs> but in any case, yeah. we're not going to get into it. We're not here to talk about those flicks. But in any case, and the same thing goes for Prometheus, mm-hmm. where I'm a huge Idris Elba fan. I'll watch that guy oh, yeah. paint his house. <laughs> so overall... It doesn't hurt me that much. And also, it doesn't bring you right up, like you were so, saying. It doesn't bring you right up to, like, where, okay, so the original alien that we yeah. know yeah. was now created by, or, like, genetically engineered by an android that was genetically engineered, or, like, that was built it's, by right. humans. And I say, just one, one quick aside. So the space jockey is fucking bullshit now. Like, to me, that was the only thought I had on the whole film, which is what we said. But beyond that, I got no feelings. Like, it's just, it was two hours well, of. And, and, uh, I know I bought a ticket. <laughs> God, I spent 20 bucks for IMAX. Anyway, but I mean, the, the thing is, is like, just to, to, to branch off from that and then we can come back, um, the idea that, like, the common criticism I hear from so many people about Prometheus is that it's smart people doing stupid things. Yeah. And now, that's always kind of been a factor in all of them, as, as I recall. But I mean, that was one where it's just well, it's like... It's always this been a blue-collar crew right. and then, up and until... So, Right. Until four. And this is like, we have the smartest people in the universe doing really dumb things. Yeah. But you know what? I still liked it because it gave us a vague expansion to the mythos. It was still really pretty. The performances, I thought, were mostly solid in Prometheus. and But that was like the over... Like the the overarching criticism I kept hearing and still hear to this day is that oh look it's smart people doing stupid things with Covenant it's like Ridley Scott <laughs> heard that criticism took it hard and goes fuck you double down ratcheted it up and so now I'm gonna have even smarter people doing even stupider things yeah and it's just like it was just like it it was one of those moments I'm like are you actually just flipping me the bird or mm-hmm. like or do you believe in this mm-hmm. is this is this actually how you tell a story because you just gave us the Martian and that was fucking rad and fun and satisfying and smart and believable and i didn't really have to suspend much disbelief like we're not interstellar levels here but it was just like it worked it was a fun movie whereas this was just like dumb man like what's up why paula both of us have been hogging mics for so long you're being (laughs) so polite just strip just jump in here initial (laughs) initial (laughs) thoughts okay so this was my first alien movie which i'm a it's, a, it's become very apparent that it's a horrible place to start, yeah. I know. And I'd heard so much about it, and I was mentally prepared to see something that was going to be really impactful. And then we sat through this movie, and I laughed quite a bit because it was so ridiculous and basically just predictable. For me, there was no jump scare moment, mm-hmm. like not a single time. It's just you knew what was going to happen every single time. These people were stupid. Why, why would they... The twist Listen, wasn't even a twist. No, but like what? I mean, I thought it started off pretty cool. I, you know, the the ships opening the thingies, the what are they called? The the sails, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was visually pleasing, and then they mm-hmm. get this signal, and as soon as they get the signal, they're like, "Oh, we don't know where it's coming from. It's human. Humans haven't been here." It's like, "Oh God, they're going to go towards it, aren't they?" Yeah, we'll get more into that signal. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk about. Has no one heard you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just get on a mic if you're going to do basically. this. Basically. <laughs> I only want to 
There we go. <laughs> so basically, Crystal Crystal's off mic us, was yeah. just like just sitting down. Um, <laughs> basically said, you know, I've only seen Prometheus and, and, and the all. original Alien. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, that's the thing. Like, go see this movie, but go see it on a cheap night. No, that's my recommendation. Go to go to go to like, DVD. I was gonna say, but like ma- you know, like Magic Lantern Rainbow Cinemas down by like St. Lawrence Market. It's yeah. five bucks yeah, on a Tuesday. <laughs> You know, and theater hop after and go see Garden, Guardians 2 or something. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But uh, it's just, oh, man. Like, it's not a bad movie in terms of its construction. It tells a story. It, it, it fleshes out a mythos. As a standalone sci-fi, if it didn't have the alien branding, you'd be like, meh. You know, mm-hmm. but well, the like fact thought... that they're using it to expand this universe, the fact that they're using it to push whatever, uh, you know, and this is a point that I've made with friends like yes, just last night after watching it, I was just like, is this just Ridley Scott putting his alien branding on his yep. personal philosophy about the parallels between godhood, creation, and art? Yeah. Which is fucking bullshit. That's what and I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to put up a spo- spoiler warning in a minute. Yeah. You don't have to just yet, so you can keep listening to us fucking rant if you want to. <laughs> but this is why that's bullshit. Because Ridley Scott, in the series, his entry is celebrated for being the most minimalist, the most simplistic, and the darkest, right? Yeah. So why would you go around and have like a, like just, we're going to get into it, but why would you make the the two prequels that you have when, when the mystery was what allowed the franchise to go in all these other directions? Mm-hmm. Don't, if you're mm-hmm. taking the series back further, don't take away the very thing that allowed it to jumpstart to be so culturally transcendental that a bunch of like eight year olds are watching it in fucking cartoons like Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me there. Like, you know, I like Ridley Scott. I think he's a little bit hit and miss, but he's more hit than he is missed. Absolutely. And. And visually, this mostly works. It's still yeah, very... Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. with the exception of some stuff that we're going to get into in a minute. But in any case, so spoiler alert, including for you, Crystal, if you're really excited about Alien Covenant and you want to see it before you hear our, us talking about it. No. Um, and I am going to be fairly thorough with this film in terms of the some of the plot points that go along because I feel as though I, I need to kind of land one way or the other. Because I have conflicting things. Like There's moments that I really love and the moments that I really hate. And so... so so I mean, like, if spoiler we're, we're going to do a quick spoiler, here's the thing. I want to sum up the movie right now because this was me pander, not pandering, um, being like just shitty and pedantic to a friend of mine on Facebook comments, and I just want to read it. I've got it on my phone here, mm-hmm. and this is the spoiler alert because he's saying, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, it, it opened up a whole bunch of new questions and answered questions he wanted answers to, and it was like, so wait, that the creator's creation uncreated the creator's creation or creator, and then created a new creation that uncreates more creations because they're imperfect. But then he finds out that he's imperfect, but then keeps on keeping on anyway like this is it's it's it's, that's the movie yeah it's like what does it mean to be a creator and you know if you're you have the hubris of fucking ah, i I can't this movie brought to you by apple i can't (laughs) god okay so let's get into the finer details a little bit is that all right so leading up to this film uh you saw all the promo and i really liked some of the promo the alien looks really good the, it totally does. The xenomorph looks really good. Ah, I still call it an alien. I don't know. The xenomorph the other, is in... No, the in, other in, alien... They've all... Fuck off. They didn't call them that in the first one, did they? They didn't, they didn't do that until... Anyway, whatever. Fine. Okay. <laughs> the xenomorph looks really good. Yeah. The other whatever morph... The, yeah, they look stupid. Yeah, the spore ones. And the baby one is stupid. 
Like the baby. Yeah, the chest burster, yeah, but the, not... The one, no, the one where it's like, yeah, with uh, Billy uh, Crudup doing the whole like... Yeah, the chest burster wasn't that great. It was very reminiscent of uh, of Spaceballs, you know, hello, Mahoney. <laughs> hello. Actually, yes, 100%. You <laughs> make that connection, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. That was exactly what it was. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm really fucking up our yeah. order okay, here. So, sorry. <clears throat> I really liked the press, and then going into the film... Like you said, Paul, mm-hmm. aesthetically off the jump looked great. Mm-hmm. And then so you have the opening sequence, bef- you know, before you get into the film with David, uh, played by Michael Fassbender. And you have Guy Pierce reprising uh, his role from the last film yes. this time around. He's playing uh, Mr. Whalen, not Lance Hendrickson, which you talked about a little bit off air, Brent, mm-hmm. that he had played him in an earlier film. You get into this film. That scene is great. I love the pouring of the tea. Everything is spot on. Oh, first yeah. scene on the ship I absolutely loved. You have uh, Walter talking to Mother, and uh, also played by Michael Fassbender, who has a little bit of a, a southern drawl, and it's put on intentionally bad. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and you have him going through the ship. Obviously, you have that, that storm happen that pushes too much energy into the sails. The system can't interpret it or whatever, and, and, and then they, they are forced to wake up the, the, the crew and... James Franco, who's been in on all the press as the captain of the ship, all the like little behind the scenes fo- movies and stuff like that, like the crew logs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just immediately burns up in his pot, and you never even <laughs> see him on he camera. Doesn't even have a line. And I was in tears and laughter, and I thought, like, this is this is incredibly brave for a big budget film. It's not the first time that that's been done. Obviously, like Psycho, Janet Lee comes to mind. Uh, Jennifer Lopez in uh, Jersey Girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's. That's a big one. <laughs> that's that's the fundamental example of that. Gone and seen. Why would I think of Janet Lee and Psycho? Like that that pales in comparison. I know, right, to, dude? Like, the Jersey on. Girl one. But in any case, um, uh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm never getting invited back to this show ever again. Don't you mention that? No. But in any. Case, oh, that's not the first time I've mentioned oh, it. I, I actually don't. I, I like Jersey Girl. Me too. And yeah. people are gonna get mad about that, but whatever. So, and uh, he dies. It shows up in an iPad video later, and that's about yeah. it. That's right? about it. And I, I, I'm like, okay, like this movie is off to a good start. You got Danny McBride playing I, a I, really fun character. Was I the only some one? Some of the young cast is great. And that was the thing. Was I the only one who thought that they introduced some characters that actually introduced them? Like they they just walked on. They're like, oh hey. And like yeah. it was, but it felt real. Was it organic? Like we're on a ship, and this is the crew. And hey, there's this crew is bigger than I thought because there's this other guy who just walked in because he just woke mm-hmm. up and took a shower or whatever it was. And you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't know if that was good or bad. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, if you if you look at every single right, it, crew, it yeah, right mm-hmm. from say for example, like I better be getting my full shares to to do a comparison between yeah. say someone like uh, Captain Dallas in the first yeah. one. Captain Dallas is in the first act very much the prominent leader, mm-hmm. right? And then it the the scope well, so of the it's, film it's, shifts it's the 70s to you know, Tom Scarrett. I mean, you don't yeah, you don't mess exactly, with that. right? <laughs> and that glorious, glorious beard, right? Um, it's that salt and pepper sexiness. <laughs> so awesome. In any case, and then it shifts to Ripley as she kind of takes command, right. and mm-hmm. uh, and and that's what that's that's what makes that movie so mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of the characters are super flushed out in terms or fleshed out in terms of like say for example like John Hurt's character you feel for him but you feel for him because of the isolation of the film mm-hmm. you feel for him because you have no 
choice but to interact with those characters also speaking of isolation play alien isolation it's exactly. a way better story than covenant <laughs> i concur <laughs> um but yeah he so going well, that, all the way from him through say for example a character like billy critter well and that's the thing just, with him now let, let's go i really let's, liked his character by the way I, or i like the performance i, I like thought the character. It was a, i thought he was a good this is the idea because let's think of it this way now making that parallel from tom scarrett to um uh uh Sigourney james weaver Franco. there okay. no no but i'm saying but like you know like slowly but slowly taking over the main role the, the hero whatever i mean that kind of thing so then we've got a uh, you know um Catherine Watterson, uh, you know, be, becoming second in command and being Billy Girdup's... Who was like, great and fantastic beast, by the way. Can we just point that out still, again? Still, Crystal was here I, for I that. I still haven't oh, seen that. So I'll good. You have to watch it. I will, maybe that's what I'll watch. Like, Although amazing. Queenie was my favorite, but she was fantastic Fair. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is the thing. So Catherine Watterson in this one, like, I thought she was really good and Billy Girdup, oh, like, I thought the performance was good I because he was... I loved him since, like, he is, almost he, famous. He is, he is almost incredibly unlikable in this because he plays a man of faith who gets thrust into a position a decision-making position, right? And and in a scientific, Kat, but that's the thing. So then, this Catherine Watterson taking over from him, a parallel to that. Yeah. But then now, if the you know if back then, if it was the 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 switcheroo on the audience that like, oh, it's not like the leading man who's going to be the main character hero. It's going to be this woman, yeah. right? Which is like at the time, holy shit. Whereas this one, it's like, okay, we're going to like totally, you know, upset the status quo of also, like the religious leader. And then this, you know, person's going to take over and this kind of thing. There's that. But then how does that tie into what I was saying before about the whole creation chain and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So what is really Scott trying to say here? I don't know. Like this is just me throwing yeah. it out there. But what's he trying to say in terms of, you know, godhood, hubris, creation and then the man of faith being the untrustworthy leader and you, you know what i mean like it, it seems like he's trying really hard to do something here but i i i maybe i'm stupid and i'm missing it and this is actually a brilliant brilliant exposition i don't know mm-hmm. like do you guys am i like are you guys catching anything here having seen it like is there is there some like Christian allegory here that I'm missing? Is there a Ridley Scott like anecdote from his real life? Because it just seems so frustrating after all these awesome establishing shots that you were bringing up. You know what I mean? Like you go through all that, and then where does it fall off for you? Like, like after all that? Because like, sir, I'm coming back to your point and what you were building up to. Well, my problem is it didn't really fall off for me. It really never went anywhere after that first scene. Okay, that's my problem. Uh, you know. Uh, I love that you're reading into it. I love I'm really that trying because I just want to find some redeeming quality Something here. In it. And I just don't want to be angry. I don't like being angry. No, <laughs> but. Sometimes, that, sometimes that's all there is. And that's some, my point. Yeah. And that's I'm how sure I'm going to make Brandon feel stuff by the end. But continue. S- someone is going to lose their mind when I say this. But yeah. if, um, if you're looking for religious subcontext in this film, there's probably. In the Alien series, you're probably going to get more out of like Alien 3. Like, let's be serious. Well, the redemption in the prison. Exactly. And, 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 and the... Just go watch The Matrix. They beat you over the head with the Christian and, allegory. And That's the good. mother analogies and these sorts of things. You're going to get a lot more out of Alien 3, for example, than you're going to get yeah. out of this yeah. film, in my opinion. But then again, I left the theater feeling nothing. Because, um, I mean, like, what, what got me with this? One of them, I was already upset about where it was going and where... Because it was, like... Like Paula was saying, we it don't is, have to it, talk in vagaries anymore. But I'm saying, we but already like, put up a spoiler. That's what I'm saying. So, like Paula was saying, like you know, like it, it seemed predictable, right? Yeah. Um, and that was the thing. Once I kind of saw what was going, what they were going to do, and just 
like there were shots in the trailer that if you paid any attention spoiled everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was there was nothing about this. Like just here here's the big fucking spoiler. The alien's not the monster, the robot is the monster. Yep. God is the monster. Fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. I'm like, cool, I saw that in the first twenty minutes and now you're really just trying to like ham it up and play it out and stretch it out and like, oh God, this is two hours, I want to go home. But at least Danny McBride is delightful as a dramatic actor. Mm -hmm. That was a wonderful turn. But then there was like so many little continuity things. And like, again, maybe this is me screwing up. Please correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) listeners. But I mean, like there was one where uh, she's taking the samples where the first infection happened. Mm -hmm. And she's taking like puddle water and putting in these little like, like a clip top, like film canister kind of Mm -hmm. things. I, again, I'm maybe I missaw this, but I swear to God, she fills it with the syringe clips it shut uses. hands it to the guy behind her and next mm-hmm. shot uses. he clips it shut yeah. yeah and i'm like oh that and they did a sound effect for it too so it's yeah. not like you, you know what i that? mean is this an is this a is this a bad cut in post is this some sort of like untrustworthy narrator or did they just fuck up and the sound guy didn't want to tell ridley scott mm-hmm. like uh dude you might want to um oh never mind we'll just put that in and then there's like oh like the ship that took out the trees and crashed that they found the spores in where they found um uh uh, knew me in it and that kind of thing and it was like going up the mountain yeah mm-hmm. right so it crashed but then did they show when it crashed because now here's the big reveal when uh, uh, David Fassbender you know like when he purposefully wiped out the precursor race with the oh, yeah, aliens uh, it was a little yeah. throw, it was a little throwaway 30 second scene of him just like all stony eyed yeah. dropping the shit mm-hmm. on their colony. And hopefully it's just a colony and they're actually on other planets. Cause they were Why kind he, of the most interesting part of this whole mythos. Prometheus? Yeah. Like, you know, well, I like, I like the mystery in the space jockey in the first one. I don't like I agree, knowing all and that's this thing. Stuff. I agree. Keep it vague. But this was one where you just like, he goes because it's, I can't remember at the end of Prometheus, did they say it was going back to their home world because the coordinates were programmed or some shit like yeah, that? And that was the yeah, thing. So they basically go there and they just wipe out the race, you know, and that's yeah. it. And it's like a throwaway scene. And this is what made me feel something. And this is where I'm conflicted about this movie because I don't know how I feel. I know, I know how I feel. I'm trying to understand why I feel that way. Is it because the film shits on the franchise? And shits on the mystery that we're all talking about, you know what I mean? Or that we're all sort of getting at that this well, is why we liked it. And that, that's what creates the fear. That's the what first. lets the fans discuss it ad nauseum. You know what I mean? Or is it the fact that I am uncomfortable because Michael Fassbender's David, you know, too perfect, too emotional, you know, android. Because that's been a theme throughout that the different revisions of the androids... Mm-hmm. Or keep like change and change and change, and they talk about it specifically in this one. I like him in per- like in Prometheus. I think he's the first one, yeah. and they establish this at the beginning of Covenant that he's the first one. He's too human, so they dumb them down. Oh. They remove emotion. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to Aliens, when you have uh, Lance Hendrickson, he's saying, oh, yeah, the previous model was kind of twitchy, you mm-hmm. know, and on it goes. And this is like a Which running is, theme. Um, Ian Holm. Yeah, there you go. So the thing is... Was I upset because it's a poor movie? Was I upset because it's shitting on something that we all know and love for potentially, you know, personal, like, philosophy pushing on the masses using your soapbox reasons? Or was it that that character, that first android, is just abjectly evil? And that unsettles me. Because if he can coldly wipe out the precursor race that... Because they also established at the beginning of the movie that his role was to help his creator find his creator's creator. You're really upset because usually you don't go <laughs> this crazy all I over know. the place. I know, man. I'm literally... But I'm also like this conversation is happening as it's happening. I haven't planned this out. But that's the one where it's like, what is it that bothers me? But I thought and that I'm, watching I'm, like Prometheus that he was just like inherently that... 
the evilness is just like in there. Like but it's Ian like Holm robot did the evil. same thing. And they did. And then this is when it's like, but this is like, we're finding out that the xenomorphs came from him succeeding. And that's the thing. It's just like, is this just absolute evil? And am I just unsettled by that? And that's why I'm having such mm. a vitriolic reaction. Be. You know? And does yeah. that make it a good movie? Because it got to me. <laughs> you know? Like, is it actually effective? And that's what he was going for. Yeah. So that's, I'm like, do, am I, have I been duped? I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel. And I just, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> no. So that's the thing. Right? I'm curious to see what the next few movies are. Because apparently this one didn't do so well, so they might not be making them now. But Mm -hmm. if they do make the next four movies that are planned, I think, I am still curious to see what the story is. But it's almost like out of spite now. Mm -hmm. I will watch you, but I will not see you in IMAX. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully they can make you care about the characters more, because I didn't care at all about the mm -hmm. characters. The next one was supposed to be uh, Neil Blomkamp doing it, and then uh, he got yanked by... Scott apparently, Fine by me. and uh, I don't know. It was supposed to be a different movie. Though. Well, now they're now they're saying it's going to be called Alien. I think Awakening, and it's going to be a prequel to Covenant. So it's the third one in this trilogy is going to be the second. Sorry, I think what it goes, it's going to go Prometheus, Covenant, then Awakening, or it's called is going to be in the middle. But then Covenant, Awakening, and the third one will be a trilogy. Prometheus is a precursor to that. Oh, then there's going to be that. another no. trilogy after that. No, no, that's no. going to, and by the time they get to the seventh new movie, it'll line up with Alien, is the plan I understand that I read about. So yeah, you're just staring through me yeah. right now, and and Crystal's walking away from the table, and Paula's Paula's biting her nails, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but now you're all here with me, and you see why I feel the yes. way I feel. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, you were saying about the characters. You didn't care about any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was hard to care about them. Like, yeah. You just didn't care about them. When you came out of it, you were like, the best part was them being killed, because at least it was gratifying. Yes, exactly, because you knew they were supposed to die. You're like, okay, you're sticking your face right in that pod. Look, oh, God, look closer, yeah. look closer. Yeah, okay, just, just kill him. Just jump out and kill him. Mm. And the spores, that was a pretty cheesy effect. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, like, so the only two people who survived were, I put air quotes as I said that, um, or uh, yeah. Danny McBride and Catherine Watterson, right? Yeah. And they're the only two likable people, I guess, right? And I mean, like, I, I don't know at all. I, I... Oh my God, he's bleeding. Get yeah. on the ship. Get him on the ship. What? No, get him, don't get let him on the sh- freaking ship. Close the door. And, and then she, yeah. Danny McBride's uh, wife puts him in, not in real life, but in the movie, um, puts him in, in the quarantine along with Billy Crudup's mm-hmm. movie wife, whose name I also don't know because I didn't learn any of these fucking characters' yeah. names. Kareem? Carm- Did we even get Kareem's name? Carmen Ejogo. Ejogo? Well, no, I know who the actress is. My oh, thing is really? I don't know any, any of the fucking characters' yeah. names at all. Yeah, I didn't know his didn't name care. was Orm. <laughs> I know... I was watching Billy Crudup yeah. act. Yeah. I didn't know who Orem was. I know <laughs> Daniels, and I know like... Tennessee. That, yeah. Also because he drank Jack Daniels, Tennessee. but they didn't actually mm-hmm. show the Jack yeah. Daniels. He just had the iconic bottle with his hand covering yeah, the label. exactly. But, uh, I love how she's like, oh, I gotta go get something. I'll be right back. Then she shuts the, the door. door. But then she opens it back <laughs> up. I know. She panicked and it was dumb. Oh, that no. was, I mean, I get, okay? I, it's one of those ones where you have to be like, I'm not really suspending my disbelief. I'm thinking, you know what? If I fucking panicked, I might do something really fucking dumb like that too. I've messed up professionally in my life. But She goes back in with that big I know gun. it's dumb. The whole thing's dumb. Thing comes after her. Instead of getting off the ship, she just starts shooting it, blowing up the only well, thing then, that'll get her off the planet. But then the, the thing is like, you know, when Danny McBride's extracting them, and uh, and it's it's uh, Catherine Watterson. The end and of the movie, man. You keep jumping around here. <laughs> I know, but it's still, but it's the Hold same thing. But it's the same thing. Like, dude is clearly fucking infected. 
right? And then yeah. like they yeah. bring them on anyway, I but know. then they but don't then know. It, they didn't see the because face because they hardware. haven't yeah. been communicating with each other. But that was the thing. And then you're just and like the sitting there, like you're like, why is Walter letting him? Oh, and they don't know better. But you know, it's not. You know, it's David. I know. David. Yeah. And I did. I. How do you feel? Okay. Just well, he picks up the the sharp knife thing, and you know he's going to cut his hand off. And then you see him running. It's like, oh, he yeah. obviously cut off his hand. Yeah. So the beginning and the end, the gods entering Valhalla. Remember when he plays on the piano <laughs> yeah. and like. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, uh, and what is it? Is, he's like, it's just not quite the same without the orchestra. Then when he goes, mother, could you? <laughs> you know, yeah. he does the whole thing where it's just like, I mean, but that even even that felt cheap. That felt yeah. obvious. Like fin- you know, like if it you're gonna if you're gonna do that, felt like he was trying to say. Check yeah. out these space Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> or check out this space Nazi. Well, that's the thing. If you were, if you were, yeah, like if you were going to do that, that technique of having your last scene mirror your first scene, like it was so blunt. Yeah. It was so ham fisted. It was literally just like, you, you couldn't not get it. There was no subtlety to it. There was no artistry to it. It was, it was just like, ah. Uh... It wasn't a, mm-hmm. it wasn't a good bookend. You're right. To go back, Paul, what you were saying uh, with regards to... How much we hate everybody? No, no, but like... <laughs> Sorry. Say, for example, the same kind of thing that you're talking about with the, the closing the door. My favorite in the film was when they uh, they get to... David, you know, saves them from these terrible-looking white, bright white fucking aliens that you can't see at night. The only thing that I can see on the goddamn screen, yeah. but you guys can't see them at all, yeah. you know... So it's not scary at all to me because I can see them perfectly. It's like, all right, there they are. Kind of looked weird, but well, whiny and yeah, these these Sorry, I'm not even on the mic. spore morphs. <laughs> but in any case, um, the they get back to David's, uh, you know, place of residence, um, with all of the with all of the engineers' mm-hmm. corpses crystallized that no about. one notices no <laughs> they're all looking at them which does look great like the scale on this film like there are some of these cool the, scenes uh, the that, people who lived there before yeah the they're planets. engineers yeah oh. that's what they're now called yeah okay. from prometheus oh, okay yeah okay. oh they're also, the people that eat the black goo one of them eats the black goo and falls into a waterfall and so, so thus creating life as we know it that waterfall that he was standing on at that opening scene of mm-hmm. prometheus I've stood exactly where he was. It's in Iceland. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. I saw the movie. I was like, I was there like a month ago. Awesome. But anyway, go on. <laughs> in any case, when they go into um, the ship, rather, before they meet them, I've got the, the chronology all wrong. They go into the ship before they come across David, I think, if I'm not mistaken, before David rescues them. Or is it the other way around? Yeah, because when they go mm-hmm. into the... They split up into teams. The, yep. They go into the up into the mountains, mm-hmm. the team that... Uh, um, goes up there with Billy Crudup. They know nothing. They're like, you know, uh, we don't know anything about Whalen Utani besides we have this, or Whalen. Mm-hmm. We, we have this fucking and it android. And it worked. Like the, and the radio back and forth yeah. was tense. Yeah, we don't know that anything about this, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, they get in the room and they're like, you know, because they've been hearing a woman's voice singing yeah. country music, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Lost in space. John and then they And then they get into the into the spaceship and they're like oh that's elizabeth shaw i know everything about her (laughs) she disappeared 10 years ago and her blood type is this and her (laughs) husband's name was this you know i know her from a fucking photo that i see on the ground in like a tag and i was what's she doing out here well i don't know if i'm a scientist Mm -hmm. that's someone else in the scientific community because these aren't blue collar workers anymore like the early alien films they don't know 
Mm-hmm. These aren't people who don't know anything, which was part of the charm of the early Alien films was that like it was just people getting it's together like, and rallying here, together to paid. do the best. And then you're the evil like corporation. Salvage, that's yeah. it. You know? You're getting the evil corporation that's fucking with them, right? But them themselves, they're, they're blank slates. You can do whatever you want with them, right? With these people, they – someone in the scientific community goes missing in space. You hear an American singing – Yep. In space, and you don't think, well, for one second, hey, you know what? I know it wasn't anywhere near here. On this undiscovered planet that we've searched through millions yeah. of, and we're going to terraform, and we've got a 20-year mm-hmm. plan. Well, no, it's kinda... a different planet. No, that's what I'm saying. No, but through all that, you, and we missed this one, yeah. Yeah. and it's somebody singing, and it's in English, and it's a woman. Yeah. Um, May, like, do you think this might be where Elizabeth Shaw was Do you was think lost? it could be? Like, even if it was just like, do you well, think it could be? No, it couldn't be. Yeah. You know, just yeah, to hint exactly. at it, just, you know? Just so that it's not like, I'm a complete idiot. Now I know everything. Like, it... Moments like that, I, I just I don't know how to feel about them so, because I understand that you need expository dialogue like that uh, in this particular instance, but it's done so irresponsibly. Like we talk about all the time. Say for example, like there's a scene in uh, in uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street where you have Johnny Depp leaning on a bridge, teenage kid in the movie, knows nothing about anything, but then all of a sudden they, all of a sudden they start talking about like dream theory yeah. and, and like some people believe and this and that. And it's so ham-fisted, but for whatever reason, it works in the context of that film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So y- you can get expository dialogue, mm-hmm. even clunky expository dialogue to work. Yeah. But what I don't understand is why I needed to hear that from them when David was just going to go ahead and explain yeah. it anyway. Why don't you have David just do the yep. reveal and then the story keeps changing and changing like it was anyway. You, I don't need to know. They cannot recognize the woman mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. say, he tells them it's Elizabeth Shaw. I'm David. Numi Rapace wouldn't come back for this film. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then... Uh, well, she played a cadaver. Yeah. Well, this, no, it's... It's, it's a model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in any case... You know, you. It just seemed like they were just padding the runtime or something. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't yeah. do anything for me either way. I'm just sitting there like, Meh. it's a bit of a spoon Meh. feed. Actually, sorry. And just going Meh. back to before, when, that was the thing. It's like a lot of it was man. A lot of it was just me questioning. It's like, did I see that right? Is that a continuity thing? Like the film canister thing I was talking about. The other one, when they find David's crashed hijacked ship, the one that he mm. used to drop all the aliens. Did we see it crash? Did they ever? Sh- I don't think they showed no. that because no. they're like because they're like oh it's el- on elevated ground and you're like okay and then they see the trees and they're like the trees oh. going upwards and it's going up so it's yep. up there so I'm like okay so it crashed into the mountain and went up the mountain and got okay sure fine mm-hmm. like if it went, if it crashed up the mountain that's okay but then like but the last we saw wasn't it just floating above the city yeah. square dropping where the it ship landed on top of everybody mm-hmm. and it docked with the bigger ship yeah. and I'm like so then how did it get or no it wasn't where it landed I'm sorry it was where, quite yeah, a ways away yeah but it was like but then how did it how did it get from there, crash through the trees? and Because mm-hmm. movies, Brent. Don't yeah. overthink this yeah, shit. Because movies. Maybe. Why when it was coming have... down, it like bounced. So that, maybe, <laughs> but then I'm just thinking, but like, then what's the dramatic effect of making yeah. them go uphill? You know what I mean? Why was time. it? Because they, they made Gives a point of talking, of talking about, about that, that over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like, are they, are they ascending to a higher thing? Is this more Christian allegory yeah. about yeah. Like... You know I what's just, You know what's know, fucked man. up? And this is something that we kind of had a conversation about off air because by the time you guys hear this, we'll have done my birthday episode, which is Highlander. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Oh, I thought we were just going to talk about you for we're two just, hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my, the movie of my life. Um, so if you guys were to make a movie about me and it were to be awesome, tell me how awesome it would be. Yeah. Um, and who would you cast? No, um, please don't tell me that. 
Cast me as him. That's good. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed. So disappointed. Okay, so you... I don't even know how to get this point out. Like, it's in... Okay, so Highlander, right? Yeah, sorry. Someone talked to me about Highlander this week in, in preparation for that episode, and they said, okay, so let me get this straight. They can't die, and... Connor McCloud goes underwater in that film. So can he breathe underwater? And I say, no, no. He keeps dying. So like, if he was to stay under there and walk to the shore, he would walk as far as he could. It would hurt a lot. And then he would drown again. And then he would wake up because he just you know, he just has an infinite number it's of like lives Wolverine in a video cuts game. his hands every time it's he like puts out his It's like a video game is yeah. what it is yeah. with infinite lives. Like you have a game genie. That's the equivalent of being a Highlander. So Nobody knows what a game genie is anymore, dude. And picking up, <laughs> getting up, drowning, and this yeah, happens yeah, over yeah. and over again. There's a logic to that, yeah. right? And, and the logistics are suspending your disbelief and, and let it go because just accept it. It is what it is. Because... No. But what I'm saying is yeah. at least you can rationalize it yeah. in the context, because in the movies. universe that they've created. Right. I couldn't do that exactly. with this one. <laughs> and you're sitting here, a movie that is supposed to be a lot you know, higher uh, in terms of its thought process mm-hmm. than, say, for example, you know, like, well, you know, how, why are there different ages on the Highlanders? Well, because it's the first time they died. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. That makes sense. Why did these... Uh, you know, aliens that are born through spores in the ear that are, you know, oh my God, bad there's CG. So many. Why did why are they not xenomorphs? There's why did so they not have chest bursters? Why are they the actual the, people? What happened to the blue one from the end of Prometheus? We haven't seen another one of those yet. No. And the, well, the, those the, were the um that was with the engineer. It was right. hybrid with the engineer. But then so weren't those white ones as well? Because didn't he drop it on a city of engineers? Yeah, but the thing was those are remnant spores. Those spores had molded with the, the uh plants. So the idea like they had melded with the plants rather and then sat dormant. So the idea is when they when they brush the plants, the uh-huh. spores you know, mixed w- again with humans. So wouldn't that be a they xenomorph? Said it, they said it kills all non-plant life, which is why there were no birds or animals or yeah. anything like that. And then, yeah, and that's the thing. I'm just like, it's just become so convoluted. It's mm. become, there's so many now, which I guess opens it up for science. no science there. No, I know, I know. Like no pseudoscience, I, not any real science. I'm, I'm literally just like riffing on what the fuck is going on because no, it know, just I seems guess. like, this is another thing I, I said, I said when I was talking about it last night to another friend of mine, I was like, this strikes me as philosophy 101. Like, this isn't some grand narrative that's been 30 years in the making. I don't believe, unless you can prove me wrong, that Ridley Scott was sitting there in 1975 being like, I've got this. You didn't I'm write gonna it. I'm going to do this. I, you, know, but you know what I mean? You didn't though? fucking but write it. That's what I mean. It's like that kind of thing where it's just like there's no grand vision here. Or if there is, it's, it's after the fact. It's you tacked know shit. on. Yeah. Like the only thing that, that Ridley Scott knew in 1979 was I want some fucking chains with some water leaking off of them. And then Giger's That's just all like, I know. I'm going to hook you up, bro. That's all that I know. <laughs> like don't even explain why they're there. You know, Dave was on here like, oh, it's like a cooling tower. Yeah, I know, but that's you rationalizing that. This yeah, I keep chains I, with water. I, I, keep, I, I like shit. to keep my chains wet. You yeah. know, just like when when I well, sometimes when I you know listen to a sax solo and have careless whispers, I walk through chains. Exactly. You know, it's just <laughs> crystals <laughs> dying. <laughs> but in any case, that's all that he knew. Everything else was happenstance and lucky fucking and just good, circumstance. good collaboration and and exactly. you know great vision and people coming together on it. The artwork sure. of H.R. Geiger, like you said, there's amazing value in cast, all of it for sure. You know. A I mean, strong script to begin with, 
great DP and great lighting. Like, you know, everything just fucking worked out for and that movie. And that's the thing. And I've just got and I'm this... I'm taking away from Ridley Scott. Like, he made not. a phenomenal, phenomenal film. But don't give me this, like, like you're saying, like this whole, like, people's <laughs> lining up and being like, oh, he had a grand vision. He wouldn't even direct the second fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron came I along know. and said, "You know what? I we're going to do. We're going to make it a fucking action movie, oh, yeah. and we're going to do a bunch of That's the next logical aliens. step, man. Because but, uh, it is the next logical step. So why aren't you making any more logical fucking steps? <laughs> the anger is real. Uh, because it like, is though, and that's the thing. Because well, what it comes down it, to is, it's like all I can feel about this movie is nothing because it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and that's the thing it's is, like it, you're like, hey, can I have some coffee and some banana bread? And I'm like, no problem. Here's your coffee instead of cream. I have fucking beer. <laughs> Instead of fucking butter for your banana bread, I have some fucking mayo. Like what Paula wanted. I love it. It doesn't make any sense. Oh. Like, I don't know. Like, all I want does, is... Does any of this speak to you at all? Just Sorry, give me I a know, movie. Like... like, I would have been fine with a popcorn movie. Like, yeah, all oh, that I absolutely. Needed, all that I needed was a bunch of fucking xenomorphs stalking people and killing them. I wanted one fucking face hugger yep. to fucking wrap onto someone, a chest burster, and then uh, fuck maybe some milk spewing out of an android... And and so like make a fucking horror movie like is that yeah. too much? An alien like, horror movie. You know if you want like and you started so good you fucking burned James Franco to death in a pod. <laughs> who I love. Well, there was but suspense. Then I just sat there doing nothing. I know, man. I know. There so was you, so, so much you do suspense, feel something. You are there with me now. It. And then <laughs> I just sat there doing nothing. See, see, Brandon. I, I knew. I, I knew I'd bring it out of you. I knew I could do this. I had. I. This is exactly how I pictured this conversation. But I'm complaining going. about not feeling anything about a movie. I know, like, and I think that's where I. Am too, like this I exact panel know. of people just wrapped up a Wes Anderson panel, which is going to come out <laughs> literally like twenty first. minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about how much humanity yeah. is in some of his work. Even it's his, the, we literally went from whimsy to like, fuck. <laughs> all I wanted was a bit of humanity. Like yeah. you said, Paul, I can't feel for any of these fucking characters. No, you, don't care. you know, the only the real only humanity part that was like, fun is when they die. Well, no, yeah. and this was yes. and here's the thing. And that and shower so, scene was incredible. We well, said that. I wanted more I death. Fucking love that scene. That shower scene was really well done. Those scenes. Now here's the thing. All I care about. Two things in one. Shower scene, really cool, especially the when they discovered it. You know, when, and uh, when Danny Kathy Bur- Waterson McBride and Danny McBride come around. And, but Danny McBride, his, again, his performance is great, but the one thing is, the only time you did care. Because yes. you didn't care about Catherine Waterson losing James Franco and being sad no, about a lot of cabin. Because one, it was kind of hilarious. Two, it was literally a cheap plot device to redo exactly. the reveal yeah. before she goes into hypersleep that Walter is David now. Mm. That's what it was. It was a cheap device. It was a running gag as far as I'm concerned. Whereas, and it was where, also a tool to, to make it possible that they wouldn't just go to their pre-planned planet yeah, that was seven years yeah, away. And so on. If they didn't have that, then it'd be like, well, just go back to sleep. He'll be there in two minutes. And yeah. you already know exactly what to do you can terraform that yep. planet you can do everything you want to do that's it but it's like oh and we're all afraid to get back into the thingies yeah and that's yeah, the thing that's so there's that. but then the only so the only real character the only real human aspect of all of it was danny mcbride losing his wife because <laughs> his wife freaked out and was not cool under pressure and uh understandably so and it just breaks his heart because you know he's gonna find out and he doesn't find out mm. for a while when he does find out it's, it's good acting man like him and billy crudup were the two best actors in this by far uh, and I mean, like, and one of them was incredibly unlikable, and the other one was actually yeah. like the human Crit- thing on it. Oh, and also, Danny, a wrestling heel. And Danny McBride doesn't even find out about the twist. He goes to sleep before. Yeah, he doesn't know. Catherine yeah. Watterson finds it before Daniel finds out. Here's what you do. So you know, if he, you want to Danny McBride series. Exactly. Let's go, space exactly. jockey. <laughs> no, this this yeah. is what I'm saying. Dude, because that'd be amazing. I'm the, I, God. I hope that's what happens. And just to be clear. 
you aren't going to replicate Ripley. And you can't you didn't get Numi replaced. And you back. sacrificed Idris Elba. And you well, yeah. <laughs> I, I could have watched four or five movies with Numi Rapace. I'm not going to lie to you. Because mm. um, I, I liked her character. She was good. She, she was fucking good. She ripped an alien out of her stomach, man. <laughs> that was, that was actually a really good scene. That was that cool one, as yeah. shit. Like, that was, and that, you know, like. <laughs> what was she doing instead? Why couldn't she do this? Do we know? I, I, I don't think she liked the script. I okay. don't, don't want to speak for it. You know, I'm not going to speak for it. I don't want to get like a letter or something. <laughs> Cease and desist. Just at home making a, a casserole is more exciting. Just being like, dear Brandon, like she wrote me. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, doing dear Brandon, anything else? If you keep talking about me <laughs> and my and my personal opinions on film scripts that I, I get mailed to me, I'm going to sue you. Oh, dear like, Numi. <laughs> I'll Thank see you, you in writing. court. <laughs> just, just, I'm just looking just forward to meeting you in court. <laughs> like, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll plead guilty, but I just thought we could hang out for a minute because you seem like a cool person. Mm-hmm. There was one great thing that came out of this, though, watching this movie, is now I want to watch the other ones yeah. to see why it was you know so what? awful. And why everyone was so rabid yeah, about right? it. And do it in order. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, in, in the order they were released. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about chronological order or, mm-hmm. like, the story, that the narrative. That is chronological order until they... So Prometheus. Prometheus. Well, the only pull is that it was an alien movie, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, you, why would you yeah. bother putting uh, like go with a Prometheus title or something else weird? Just call it Covenant or call uh, it whatever. Because because that's the thing. It's a vehicle. It, it's a vehicle mm-hmm. for him to make this film, and this film is whatever, whatever like you know personal take it is. Remember? Okay. <laughs> Anything else we want to? What? Where are we in this film? <laughs> I was saying that the only thing that came out of it was wanting to watch the other ones. Ah, that's yeah. right. That's a right. good point. And, right. and, and yeah. that's the thing. You know, do them in order and, and appreciate for what they are. And they're all flawed. You well, know, like they all have issues. I was prepared, right? Mentally prepared for a lot more horror, a lot more death, a lot more just grossness, a lot more aliens. And then when it actually felt like that, that suspense of being chased was building up, the movie was over. Mm-hmm. Right, so there was suspense at the beginning. There was suspense at the end. And everything else in between was totally predictable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what pisses me off? You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> um, say, for example, you look back at that first cast. You look at, uh, you know, Tom Scarrett. You look at these are the supporting characters. I mean, obviously Sigourney Weaver goes without saying. Yes, to be clear, she is she that is, fucking franchise. In four of them. Um, <coughs> But you look at, say, for example, Tom Skerritt, Ian Holm, Harry Dean Stanton, obviously um, John Hurt, and and you know, like these are all all of their characters. Don't forget Paul Reiser. Yeah, and two. Yeah, everyone he's, loves Paul Reiser. No. One. Oh my God. Mad, yeah. about, mad about you is well, an aliens. I love it. Yeah, and let's. <laughs> Let's talk about the. Let's talk about even the second cast. Hell, e- even three and four, they all have Laurie Fishburne, man. Yeah, um, fucking Charles Gravel. Dance. Oh, dude, is amazing I in love three. Charles Dance and everything. Mm. Um, or like fucking like just uh, the whole the whole crew like in uh, in Resurrection. The um, like uh, oh my One god, writer. <laughs> well, no, but like what's oh my, did, I forget his name, Hellboy. Oh, Ron Perlman. Perlman, that's it. Yeah, he's young in that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, like it's just it's all really, really interesting. Even just to go back and see and to recognize those faces and see how storied this franchise is. And I mean, like this one's good too. Like this is a cast that is. This, these are good actors, and I like these people, and I don't begrudge oh, them any yeah. of this. You know, it's just 
everyone needs a paycheck, but that's uh, what it is. It's like you guys got a paycheck. I, With the yeah. exception of Danny McBride, who, um, you know, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck? But maybe it's because he saved the film for me in terms of he made me feel something again, because I was just sitting there feeling nothing, knowing nothing. I was looking at a screen that had some moving pictures on it yeah. and some sound coming out of speakers, listening yeah. to it and being like, it's like drinking water. I, I got to do it now, <laughs> but you know. It's the situation I'm in. Uh, mm-hmm. But in any case, he made me feel something. And so, like, not his best performance ever, obviously, but huh. one of his more memorable ones it was to a, me. It was just a wonderful, surprising turn. Um, because he, I, didn't expect I needed him, him so badly. Nothing, and you didn't expect him to stick around as long as he did and everything. And, like, he put himself in harm's way more so than almost anybody else. And, mm-hmm. But he, he, he followed all the... That's the other thing, too. He followed all, like, the horror movie tropes. And he stayed alive. Yeah. And it's so yeah, silly. Yeah. Because, like, is this... This isn't a horror movie. Like, we talked about Off Air. And let's get into some of the <clears> plot <throat> here. Let's skip right to the fucking third act. Because I think everybody gets it. We don't like the third anything act is with what David. the trailer is. We don't it's like... It's literally yeah. just... Like, they, the, the trailers are all like, Hey, we're on a planet. Boom. Third act action scenes. And yeah. then you don't realize you have to sit there for an hour and a half to get there. To get there. <laughs> And that's fine. That pacing is reminiscent of the first Alien, which makes it so fucking brilliant, mm-hmm. right? But there wasn't any payoff because you're you're watching once the Xenomorph gets onto floating platform onto the oh. ship. Okay. Well, yeah, you can. Start well, it's there on the floating platformy thing. We're just like, that's a little ridiculous that she's swinging around like that. Yeah, but uh, aliens had that shit with the, the I know, queen. And it, it, it works. It's fine. It was just like, okay, fine. He looks good. I'm into this. This is. You know, Danny McBride is here and he's carrying it, and Michael Fassbender's like making you question things. And mm-hmm. he was running really, really. And weird Daniel's the, the only character's name I fucking remember. He gets the crane out. <laughs> yeah, and does the cool like stuff and the squishiness and the acid and everything. And that was cool. But then yeah, they get on, and it's literally popping because- a zit. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually pretty satisfying. I yeah, do, I do like that moment. Um, but yeah, they get on there, and it's just yeah, security camera corridors. Exactly. <laughs> And, and you're watching like, like it works is, if you're playing is, like okay so this is a prequel again this is a prequel to alien a movie where the xenomorph that was huge somehow moved like a fucking ninja through the halls of this mining vessel oh, yeah. through the nostromo just like drool down from the ceiling and you didn't even know it was there bro yeah just like fucking rips apart harry dean stanton and our hearts all collectively shatter you know, does or does not kill Captain Dallas, these sorts of things. Mm. Um, but, you know, after all this shit that it does in that movie, like a fucking ninja, this movie is just traipsing through the corridors, going for a fucking stroll maybe, right maybe. through the cameras. Hey, how's it going? Maybe this was like, you know, model one. Maybe the <laughs> next six movies will show us how David will continue his research and, and, and improve Teach the organism, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, like that. What else could it be? Yeah. Aside from Danny McBride becoming a ninja and then having like a ninja fight, there's like with a, a ninja alien. There's like a scene from <laughs> Batman Begins in it where it's <laughs> with the ninja dust. Nice. The powerful agents, distraction, nice. And nice. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if this just becomes a tie-in to like Eastbound and Down or something, <laughs> then I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Like you got me, man. You got me. That was brilliant. <laughs> But yeah, like that ruined it for me. Seeing the alien that much is just, and I, you know, why it worked in James Cameron's film because the 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 because it, it was a Hulk. 
<laughs> like it because was like there a, was many aliens. Yeah, it was like a it was like a hulking thing. You could like like mow them like down. It was like a hive. Like, yeah. like it was a different thing. It's the the xenomorph has this kind of insect vibe to it, right? Oh yeah. And this hard exterior shell, this sort of thing, the acid spitting, all this stuff, mm-hmm. and you have it. So if you have a million of those, like. Swarming, yeah. Swarming. It's, it's, it's a visual it's, that's it's arresting. It's it's you, you relate to the people in the scene being like, ah, shit. <laughs> it's know? terrifying. And it's terrifying in a very different way than one-on-one in a space, like haunted space station, essentially. Yeah. But here's the Just question, picking though. picking you off one by one. Yeah. But now you're doing neither of those things because you have one alien just walking down the street. That's the thing. So this becomes... yeah, but what, why is David helping them? Why is he shutting the doors, opening the doors, shutting the doors? Just because let him he... get them. Why would you go through all that work and then put them in the pods just so you can have that aha moment? Because you know? he, well, he wants to continue his research. He wants to create. He wants to create what he sees as well, like the what, perfect. That's fine, but he's still going to kill them. No, and that's the thing. But, so that's that's a good question oh, because totally. his log at the end, yeah. the the, narr- the ending narration, where Girl he's thing? just like uh, the crew, including Tennessee and mm-hmm. Daniels, died in like a solar flare or whatever mm-hmm. it was, right? But yeah. they're still sleeping. No, they're not. No, but I mean, are they, or does he have plans for them? Yeah, You know, exactly. with the two faces. Did he turn off her life support? Did he? Or did he just put her to sleep? Know. And then put the, then there's the two embryos he puts in the embryo drawer and yeah. that kind of thing. And it's like, I wonder if he has plans for them. Because remember mm-hmm. what he did for yeah. uh, uh, Numi's character where he, uh, you know, <laughs> where he, um, you know, loved her and, and, and autopsied her and learned from her and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he was helping because he wanted Maybe to preserve plans, those two yeah. and he's going to mess with them. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, that mm-hmm. just feels unfinished, yeah. weird, uh, uh, arbitrary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't it's know, almost man. like they're making it like, oh, you know what? We need a little bit of a, of a chase scene here. We need some more suspense. It's like, yeah. nah, why you can't I have a protagonist? Like, I'm not stuck. <laughs> he's on also them. a robot. Why <laughs> can't he just knock him out? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Or why can't he lock him in a room and be like, "Sorry, guys, I'm going to gas you now" or something? If like he that. if he like, kills them anyway, when he puts them to sleep in those pod things, then that was just a waste of time. Is he just playing I, with them? I don't think he. Well, kills yeah, why didn't he just get on the ship and be like, "Hey, I'm Walter," snaps neck. Yeah, exactly. but didn't, didn't he say that? But didn't, <laughs> like, didn't he say that to her when he when he like when the crazy creepy rapey scene with yeah. uh, with Daniels where mm-hmm. she's like, "What are you going to do to me?" Is like the same thing I did to her. Didn't he say something like well, that? Yeah, that Wal- what's up with yeah, that? Walter wanted to do to you. Or no, I thought it was the same thing that he did to. Oh yeah, 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 doctor, yeah. whatever. Anyway, but I mean that was the thing. It's mm-hmm. just I don't know. Like I almost have to go through with notes, like take better notes and that kind of thing. But even just through it all, it's like yeah, I'm with you. I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. I wasn't invested in these characters because we've never been invested in the characters. We've been invested in the archetypes and the and the and the settings and the and the and the feelings and the unknown and the fear and the overwhelming swarms and things like this. And like that's why they work. They're like, how do we take this very iconic but very ill-defined thing and present it in a new way that's absolutely fucking terrifying? Whereas in this one, right, like I said at the beginning, and other people have made this point too, the alien is not the monster. No. The robot is the monster. God is the monster, and this is supposed to be a philosophical horror, not a space horror which fuck you but the problem is that that then goes back and it's doing the exact same thing that avp did that you were kind of saying earlier it's like or that rather that we were arguing about earlier yeah. and i said that it did change the yeah cause they because they did have all the glyphs like, hey, and the they did have all this stuff and making it's, the xenomorph because it's the perfect hunting well it's a shared universe now right well yeah so. and it's like this this is the same thing that david's not doing it's like okay well the, the xenomorphs weren't just like uh kind of 
it didn't even have to be science. It was just like a merging of things that then became a very bad thing that the whale and Utani corporation was trying to weaponize mm-hmm. or study. Now whale and Utani's not the bad guy. You know, fucking unless you ma- th- no, unless Over and this is where it's years, going. There were this is where of... it's fucking going. David is the head of, of Whale and Yutani. Something like that. You know. Something like that. No, and then that we find out that over those ten years he was developing it, he wasn't just bored and it was like Idle Hands the Devil's Playground, Walter mm. or whatever it was. Mm. That kind of thing. It's not even gonna be that, it's gonna be that he was in touch, he's been communicating back and forth somehow. Which but I guess you no, know, there's all those storms and then it's the distress well, signal like so he can't Whalen. be and then so he can be his, uh, yeah, you know, know, nephew or something. I know. It's all very, very just that's what I mean. It all just I don't know. I don't know that I want more answers. I don't know that I want better explanations. I don't know that I wanted this movie to be better. I don't know that I wanted this movie at all. I just, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to give me this movie, I don't understand why the series, if you're doing like a series, why can't it just have a protagonist? Why do I have to get to know a different cast of characters every film around like they're, know. you know, this isn't Star Wars Rogue One. This isn't a one shot that you're fitting in for the fans that, hey, I wanted to learn about this crew that you talk about at, you know, yeah. at uh, at length throughout the no, film. What we've learned is that Michael Fassbender is the only character that matters from now and forever. Exactly. Which is disappointing, but whatever. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, again, it's, it is, it is a, it following is a, her, the villain through the series now is and it kind is, of an interesting and thing. It, and it, like I said, it is, like I was saying before, it is a horrific story that, you know, like he's wiping out the precursors to so on and so off, like, like with all that kind of shit where it's just like, yeah, this is actually, it did make me feel something. It did get to me, but I mean, I don't, I don't know what the thesis is and I don't think it's just a character study and I don't know. It just feels directionless at this point. Okay. Can we take a little break? Cause we've been doing this for a little bit. Okay. Absolutely, so. so let's take a break, come back. We'll do favorite character, least favorite character, yeah, go, favorite scene, least favorite scene. Yeah, I'm going to go cool off. <laughs> yeah, we need to all have an ice bath here now. All right. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Yes. Yeah. All right, so we're back. And favorite scene, least favorite scene favorite character least favorite character let's do it all in one shot paula you're up first okay um favorite scene <laughs> the opening scene <laughs> That's tough for me. I don't no know. no no you're talking about the <laughs> when james franco dies yeah okay. no no my favorite scene is when the uh, sales are being open it's really dramatic it looks really cool i still don't know that the movie's gonna suck I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it, it felt you know, like it was up there with suspense. stuff like Gravity and yeah. The Martian and Interstellar. It was pretty where cool. It was, it was well it was done. Intense. Yeah. Um, then least favorite scene is when they land. Okay, there's so much wrong with when they land. First of all, why are they landing on water? Why do they have to land so far from where they're going to follow that signal? They're landing on water. They don't even wear any kind of suits or protection. They just jump into the water. Yes, they wore suits. Yeah. And I was thinking, like they've done. I guess they've done their their analysis of the planet, and they've got the storms they're well, dealing with. Not. I mean, but like, I, I, but I mean, like, I, I get what they're trying to establish. But yeah, I don't yeah, know that I follow with it. She does say the water it. thing. Yeah, I don't. I, but I don't know that like I follow all of it. But but yet they're yeah. testing the water after. Like yeah. did it? You know, like. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense that, you know, they're splitting up and... It- That's the thing. There could be a scientific explanation. There could be some reason for it, but I just didn't really grasp it. And maybe mm-hmm. that just speaks to us as viewers. I don't know. 
Yeah, we talked about... Um, is it Carmen Yogo? Is that how I pronounce that? Let's go with that. Yeah, her character, who... I don't know her name. Who cares? Billy Crudup's wife. Yeah. Um, well, I also don't know his name. Captain number two. <laughs> Less crispy captain. <laughs> um... Not Captain Crunch. Yeah, she's the one that immediately or near immediately notices there's there's absolutely no, you know, insects. There's yep. no animals. Mm-hmm. Let's keep walking. But <laughs> she only says it to the one guy who yeah. is clearly a fucking douchebag. Like he just clearly is. Well, he's he's killer fodder in a horror film, which I guess this sort of is. But you know, beyond that, mm-hmm. I don't know. In so any then, case, characters, characters. Uh, well, David and Walter, really. Yeah. I mean, either or, right? Yeah. They're both uh, they're both really intense. Like Walter, you got a creepy feel to him, but he's good. Like you can tell that he's there to take care of them. He perceives and, himself as good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, whereas David is the bad one. You can tell right away as soon as uh, as he starts talking and he's telling them it's safe here. As soon as he says it's you're in a safe place or it's safe here, you're like oh they're not safe. The uh, the moment when he is like trying to interact with the that the new <laughs> whatever morph blows on it. Yeah, it um, that was the moment for me that that kind of I don't know sealed the rest of the movie up as like I don't even need to watch this now. I yeah. get I get every single beat that's going to happen, mm-hmm. and it was weird because at that moment, as soon as Critup walked in and did the killing. I'm like, this is where the face hugger comes in. I just had this feeling. Hmm. I don't know if I said it when we were in the theater, but I just had this thing like, okay, yeah. a face hugger is coming mm-hmm. and it's going in crit up. Like that is what is happening. Mm-hmm. And then of course, <laughs> sure enough, your least favorite. It's hard to pick uh, a least favorite character because I didn't feel any, any. No, I didn't feel anything for any of them. I just wanted them to die. They all the choices they made were so bad that. I didn't even care about them. The only two I cared about were you know, David and Walter. I wanted to see where it went, mm-hmm. but the rest of them is like you're walking into this. You know what's ha- like? You're so dumb. Brent, favorite character, least favorite character, favorite scene, seen. least favorite scene. Um, God, that's tough. My favorite scene. What I did like was when they were rushing back to the lander mm-hmm. at first when they didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I thought the radio confusion and the back and forth and everything, I thought that was well done with the explosions and <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. I, I did like it. It was well shot. I mean, barring like, yeah, like when David shows up and saves him with the flare. Right up to that point, I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, you know, I, I thought, thought it was, that was Fassbender's character out of Assassin's Creed. I thought it was a crossover. <laughs> With the hood. Yeah. Um, and that ties into favorite character where when I really think about it is I really do like Billy Crudup's performance. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of like that scene was the peak for me when he's running back and he's just like screaming no and like you feel it. And I felt that I think more so than Danny McBride hearing that his wife has died. Mm-hmm. You know, like that just I, I did like that. So, I mean, in terms of just performances and in terms of just well shot and well presented parts, even though it was stupid things that led up to them and everything afterward was kind of horse shit, mm-hmm. you know, that character and that scene that did really work for me. So I did like that least favorite character. I, I don't know that I have one. I mean, cause it's, it's unlikable people for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, like I would say David, um, just cause I mean like the mechanism that he represents now. 
And then, yeah, <laughs> so much of it. But I mean, that's also the, he's very clearly supposed to be unlikable and unfeeling. And when he wiped out the, the engineer race, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. Um, I, cause I mean, no, nobody else stood out to me, I no. guess. So, I mean, like I'll fall into that trap. Uh, least favorite scene. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that I can land on anything. Um, you talked about outside, or, or I'm not sure if it was you, Paula, or, or you, Brent. We've been at this for a little while, so and we've been ranting, so I'm fatiguing <laughs> yeah. quickly. But um, we talked about the um, the immediate change of position between the. You know what? Yeah, okay, let's go with that because that is I brought that up, and that was when you know Danny McBride is like, okay, let's go down, get closer, see if we can get a better signal, see if we can help him. And the computer's like, you can't go close than you know eighty kilometers or whatever it was to the storm, otherwise we have an issue. And the support crew, like the bridge crew at that point, who's left on the ship, are like, we can't do it. We have all these colonists and everything. And then. When Danny McBride decides to like put in the order and override and everything and do all this stuff, and he needs his second in command to to you know second his order in order for it to happen, and all of a sudden the characters just flip and go, "Yeah, do it." <laughs> and I was just like, "Ah, it's weird. I'm sure it's supposed to be like you know something you're supposed to feel sympathetic to to." And like I was saying, it's like that that action movie trope of just like, "Yeah, let's just do it." Yeah, and I was like, you it felt really, job and that, and you know, alive. and that does reinforce the yeah, smart people doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, but it's supposed to make you feel for those two characters who, as soon as Danny McBride's back on the ship, are going to immediately think everything's okay. Yeah. Let's go fucking we shower. Did, yeah, we did a thing, and that's the thing. And just one thing that shower scene, um, as much as I like it and that kind Which of stuff, is my favorite. Scene. And I, I knew you were going to go there, but I mean, the <laughs> thing is, just the one thing I do want to say to it, not so much that whole scene, but when. Uh, uh, Daniels and Tennessee discover the aftermath that yeah. just sort of around the corner exactly. blood just through the doorway like mm-hmm. that was really really well done that was a cool discovery that was a I just liked the way it was shot and mm-hmm. everything so I mean like that one was was pretty it stood out to me yeah but yeah but I mean I, I think that's it and yeah no I think I've covered all four <laughs> points there yeah. here's I've, a thought though sorry. hang on how many how many bloody noses do you think those colonists and pods have after <laughs> that scene where it's yeah, yeah, you yeah. know just picture like because <laughs> yeah, that was the thing was it, was it Daniels yeah Daniels like hit her head yeah. on the glass and was yeah, just like yeah she's got a bloody nose they've got broken noses oh man <laughs> imagine no waking teeth. up with a broken nose like does it heal while you're in hypersleep well <laughs> not not properly yeah. Is this like a Matrix type situation where they're feeding proteins into your body and then sucking them back out, kind of thing? Like, or when you wake up, do you have to immediately have like the most horrific of shits? <laughs> well, that was because well, they <laughs> were really when they hungry. when they were emergency woken up, they yeah. were all like vomiting up whatever fluids yeah. and then drinking yeah. water, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's an aspect of that, but that seemed not. It also important. be motion sickness. Yeah. Beep 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 beep. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I know. I just also I've just had a flashback because I've been watching American Gods and. uh there's basically a scene where someone basically just has to shit out a bunch of embalming fluid and it's mm. hilarious. It's just like this character sitting on the toilet and it's this super intense scene and they're just like shitting embalming fluid. They're like, sorry. And I'm like, you just literally did a poop joke. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I saw them vomiting up whatever they were vomiting after coming out of hypersleep in Covenant, I was just like, I just couldn't help but think of this really entertaining poop scene. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go for my favorite scene. I'm going to go with the the shower kill because I felt as though that was that was what I wanted to see more of in the film in terms of I wanted a mm-hmm. stalking xenomorph. 
Is that so much to ask? Like, that's all, like, because I would have gone, like... As opposed to security footage. Like, we've already talked about, I don't have a big problem with the film. I kind of felt nothing when we walked out of it. It's the first film, Paul, and you and I were talking about this, that we walked to the film, we said one or two things about, we got in the car, we drove home, we moved on with our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's it's probably the first time in any of the episodes that we've talked about on the show in terms of the reaction panels where... You know, we didn't really have anything to talk about at the time. And, and this conversation has obviously brought a lot out of me, but it's not stuff about the film. It's just that, you know, after Prometheus, which I was totally willing to give a break to, and I am an apologist for, Same. I just wanted a little bit more payoff. And I wanted those moments like that where it doesn't have to be in a situation like that. You don't you, you can totally have those killer fodder type characters. That's fine. But I don't want, I don't, I want a stalking xenomorph. That's what it comes out to. Mm-hmm. I want a xenomorph who's, who's hidden in the shadows and can kind of play that horror movie role. Well, and, and that was the and thing, that, I, you know, because that's what it is. It's a hunter. It's the greatest hunter in the universe. Yeah. Well, like with this, like you look at what we talked about with Alien, where it's, you know, like one alien on the space station and it's that horror. They touched on that, but it didn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking before about in Aliens when it's a swarm of these things. Mm-hmm. And they touched on that in like the wheat field scene, mm-hmm. but they just didn't do anything with it, right? Yeah. Like both of those were like poor facsimiles of what we've had before. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't up the ante. They didn't explore in a different way. They just kind of did it mm-hmm. to have it, it seems. Mm-hmm. And that's disappointing, for sure. But, you know, it, with that being said, for me, I'm in the opposite camp to you, Paul, where like it's not like, oh, I pick all of the characters or all of the <laughs> scenes that I didn't pick as my favorite as my least favorite. I'm more in a situation where I'm, 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 des- I'm, I'm desperate for a scene that I hated. I'm desperate for a scene <laughs> that I felt anything uh-huh. about. Beyond that, you know, because there was a lot of because as soon as you hear these irrational things, you're just like, okay, well, you know what? I'll shut my brain off and see if I can enjoy it as a movie. And then you end up back at square one where it's just like, well, I'm here. I'm in the theater. I'm eating popcorn. And okay, fine. I I just can't believe I actually wanted to walk out. So my least favorite. I never do that. Yeah. (laughs) My least favorite scene is the movie. (laughs) I don't know. I think. okay, I'll give you my least favorite scenes. It's the cut away from the conclusion of the the Walter David fight. Yeah. yeah. Because that to me cheap. Exactly. I because we all know it's going there at this point and there's no suspense in it. Yeah, like explore it. Just make David win. Give him that moment to convince Walter Walter yeah. kind of gives in yep. to to it for a second and then he tries to be noble and then sure enough David wins, but then when he comes out, he's playing Walter, and you know that the whole time because yeah. that ups the stakes for that last sequence. You know for what? Me. You're right. Then you then because like when you were saying, why is he opening the doors for them? Yeah. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you know for sure, and now you're like, wait, why is this he is opening yeah. the doors for them? Yeah, you know, like what is his game? And you're following it along with them, and you have that omniscient uh, perspective that the other characters don't have. Exactly. As opposed to you're just like you're feeling smart, like oh, I know what's going to happen. Except you don't it's feel the, smart yeah, at that point because it's simplistic it's just yeah it's the only conclusion to the film that's logical with the route that they've laid out thus yeah. far so i'm gonna go with just that they should have allowed Whoa. you to see it on screen it is actually something that's way more impactful to see yeah. on screen yeah 
uh, characters. I'm going to go Daniels because it's the only fucking character that I remember her name in the movie. She's fine. Also, it's a genre, or sorry, it's a film series that's always depended on a female protagonist, much like she's good. a strong female protagonist has always played a role in all of the Terminator films that I know and love, which are basically just one and two. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, uh, it's, and it's, it's a, it's a staple of the series. I liked her vulnerability. I didn't feel as though it was a cop out in, you know, I thought the cast was well picked and then not underutilized, you know, Mm. so in a cast that's well picked and underutilized, I'm going to go with Daniels because, you know, no, I liked her. I did. She was she was somewhat of a conduit to the audience, and the only one that had some level of logic and some sense of leadership and this sort of thing. Probably it's, you know, but I I think even me saying that is like it's devaluing her character because she's very <laughs> much leaning on the you know the James Franco yeah. in her life. You know, yeah. I so I don't know, but yeah, Daniels. I'll go with Daniels. Least favorite character. I'm. <sighs> You know what? I'm I'm going with uh, Critip's wife, who again, you know, I don't know her name in the movie, but Carmen Yogo. I'm sorry, I don't like your character. <laughs> Just didn't make any sense in the context of the flick. You know, she had a lot of revelations that could have helped this crew survive alive. Yeah, actually, no, there's something. If she had just got on the fucking radio, it would like. There's no movie yeah. there. I realize that, but unfortunately, even if she got on the radio and then you fast track the timeline. Like, we got to get out of here, this sort of thing. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. But she's making these realizations. There's no point to any of them. She uh, she constantly led Crit up down the wrong path in terms of telling him that he was going to be a good leader, telling him that he was going to be right. Sometimes maybe you just got to second guess yourself. Well, no, no. Here's, here's something that's interesting, though. Um, because, yeah, she was sitting there just being like can do it yeah you're gonna be fine and you did a good job and then when they did like the when they did the 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 whiskey scene and she's like oh it's fine you know they just lost their friend and he's like no they don't trust me anymore and like he's he's right he's right you know and that's weird and like okay what purpose are you serving but now here's the thing so the juxtaposition of her and daniel's character because daniel's has all the way through going like you know it's it's not about your faith. It's not about this. It it is random. It is this kind of thing. And he's just like, I don't believe in random and all this kind of stuff. And she's trying to be that voice of reason. And then it's that character turn towards the end, just before the big fight with uh, David and Walter, where she goes, "We need your faith." Mm-hmm. So she right there. But even at that, she's just being a leader. That's the thing. She's being a leader. She does what his wife could never do. He ends up dying anyway. And I mean, like. it's like I see what they're trying to do and I don't know that they succeeded with it. She's manipulating for her means in that situation. She's giving the support that's actually required. Which, yeah, it's what he needs and that's the thing. So she's better at it than his wife is, which is an interesting parallel there. I got no time for supportive spouse in any situation. It'd be like, imagine seeing fucking aliens. I'm not saying, but it doesn't amount to anything. And like, you know... Sigourney Weaver's yeah. remarried on Earth and just being like, you should go back up there, hun. That's a bad fucking idea. Yeah. Like, that's... No, I mean, that's... That's like, what I'd be saying. And it's the same thing like, here. Even look at something like in Resurrection where it's just like... Is it Resurrection? Yeah, it's like, if anything goes wrong, the ship turns around and heads home. 
It's like she's like, no, that's the horror. That's the bad thing. <laughs> yeah, because she knows that there's the aliens are on the ship. She's been revived. She well, she hasn't it. been revived. She's a clone. Oh, she's a clone. Yeah, but she, uh, she, so she knows all this shit, and then she just she puts it together for us and spells it out for us in a way where like that's where the horror comes from. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, it's just like we need your faith, and then he just goes and gets off anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, is that the thing? Is is that another message there? Is like that you know, in the face of the creator, is your faith ineffectual, or you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just becomes a thing i'm like i just feel like there's this crazy philosophical undertone here that uh, just isn't fully realized and maybe we're missing it maybe the pieces are there and we need to sleep on it i don't know but it just seems like all of these puzzle pieces don't amount to much at all and maybe that's the point but if that's the point i don't know that i buy it all right any final thoughts on i think that was my final thought i I just i just don't buy it (laughs) paul you got anything to add before we wrap it up Definitely going to watch the uh, the other movies. Yeah, I hope you enjoy. <laughs> sure, I will. I hope this hasn't soured you on the whole no, experience. No, it's made me curious. I mean, let me know honest. when. Get back to me when you watch them all. <laughs> when you watch a film like that and you have it's you have no effect, you think to yourself, if it's your first experience, you got to wrong think, with like, everybody else. Yeah, why is <laughs> why has this been a, a franchise that has lasted for mm. almost a half century? I think that's a really important point. You know, mm. <laughs> like no, it's there's got to be something to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so help us figure out if we're supposed to like this movie or not. We've made a lot of negative comments, but you know we're still hopeful. We're, we're open all, to the idea of being wrong. Both Brent and I are lovers of the series. Jesse apparently really enjoyed this flick. He, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to talk to Dave, who was also on our original Alien versus Aliens discussion yeah. that we did. Um, you know, it seems as though everyone is divided on this flick and and you know i'm definitely going to give it another go but right now it's just not right now not anytime soon. yeah i need i need to i need to wait this out go back over the others and re- remind myself why i love this franchise so much so in any case reach out to us let's talk about it we're not right we're not wrong <laughs> the answer lies somewhere in the middle i suppose if you if you want to, let's chat about it. We're at Mermel Podcast on Twitter. That's at MRML Podcast. Uh, our email is show at moviesroommylife.com. You can visit the website, moviesroommylife.com. Comment on the uh, episode page. If that's easiest for you, you can go to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash moviesroommylife. Or, uh, or you can reach out to us on social media individually. Um, I'll kick us off this time. I'm at not Brandon Fleet on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. Uh, you guys want to offer up your Twitters and or Instagrams? Yeah, I am at twice sliced on Twitter. Paula? I'm at Capella Fee on Instagram. Cool. And yeah, as always... <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> this has answered nothing for me. I just no. screamed about nothing for an hour. In any case, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell us what you think of the show. Leave a comment. Leave a review. It helps other people find us. And uh, it Demand us... movies for in my life on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. We've been getting some emails about that. So again... Uh, yeah, you gotta let you gotta them email them, let them know to look for us because they don't do like a random submission kind of thing. They they uh, they want to know what you think. So if you're if you're one of the people emailing us, like, hey, why aren't you guys on Spotify? That's the only one that we can't help you with. So you guys gotta make that happen. So reach out to them, tell them to check us out. 
And I think that's about it. Yes? Mm-hmm. I'm done. So thanks for <laughs> hanging out with us. He's the best. My favorite character was James Franco. (laughs) He was great.